Time for a quick break to talk about McDonald's. Listen up, McNugget fans. Now you can get a 20-piece Chicken McNuggets with a basket of fries for $8. That's a whole lot of food for a little price. Be sure to get extra dipping sauce. Speaking of extra, you can add on a frozen beverage like a frozen Coca-Cola, any size, for just $1.49. Hurry to McDonald's and get this great deal. Or save time and order ahead on the McDonald's app. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Hey there, friends. You're listening to Chatology with Angie Elkins. And today, we're having conversations that matter. Rachel Gilbert, welcome to Chatology. Angie, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thanks. Well, you're welcome. And listen, Rachel, you got it. You got it good today because I had an interview earlier this morning in my yard, guys. We're outside mowing and we had to pause several times, all that background noise, but I think we're going to be good. <laughs> I feel your pain out outside of here. Almost always the gar- uh, the garbage guys come. I'm like, really? Right. Have you just been sitting back waiting for me to hit record? <laughs> I know. It's so funny. I think it takes about five minutes to cut the grass in my backyard, but they somehow come during the five minutes. <laughs> that I'm recording. So it's so fun. Um, Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. We're going to be talking about body image today. And this is a hot topic for a lot of women. It's a hot topic for me. And so I've decided I'm going to just sort of bear my soul here on the show today and talk to you about it and really get your advice and thoughts and just help me process because I think that's what we all need, right? We all talk about this stuff with our friends. And um, so that's what we're going to do today. And y'all are all going to get to listen in. Okay. So Rachel, I'm excited because you have this new, I mean, would you call it a Bible study? It's, it says it's an interactive book with six sessions called Image Restored, Tear Down Shame and Insecurity to Experience a Body Image Renovation. So would you call it a Bible study? It is an interesting combination because it does have an element of a Bible study in it, but then it also has a lot of therapeutic tools in it. And so it is a book slash Bible study. It's I'm excited because it's a trade book and a workbook all in one. Yeah, it looks awesome. And I'm thinking that this could help me on the journey that I'm on right now. So here we go. (laughs) Here's my journey. I have always had negative feelings around the way my body looks. That's just like a very general way to put it. And I can remember from a pretty early age being concerned about my weight. And of course, I look back now and I was completely normal size. And I just would compare myself to the smallest girl in the class or whatever. And from that point on, weight became very forefront in my mind. And it's so much so that I can look back at some of my journals from like my early 20s. And I am shocked at how much I talked about what I was eating, how I was processing that and how it made me feel even spiritually how it connected. Like there's, it's just so complicated. And over the years, I have gained weight and gained weight. And so I've come to a place where I've decided I am going to do a renovation of not only how I feel in my body, but also how I think about my body. And so one of the tools that I'm using to do this is I'm doing a challenge right now called 75 hard. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go into the details of it here because you, anyone can look it up, but it's, it's, it's really a mental toughness challenge and a, and a discipline challenge is really what it is. But it, 
also affects the way I eat and how I use my body. And so it's been great for me so far. I'm loving it. And I'm really shocked at what I've been able to do. But what I'm realizing is I'm looking for, I guess, some kind of like help and thought processing through what I'm dealing with. I don't find a ton of resources from a faith-based perspective. And so when I realized we were chatting today about your book, I was like, oh my gosh, this feels like exactly what I need to do some work on the inside as I work toward changing things on the outside. So there it is. (laughs) There it is. So tell me why it's important for us to do this sort of body image renovation as maybe we're working on an outside renovation. Angie, I want to start by saying thank you for publicly sharing what you are walking through, what you've been through, where you started, where you're going, because I know I do that quite often, but this is a huge heart I have behind this book is to start relevant conversations Mm. because you're right. We do... We're getting better about having conversations with our friends, but I still feel like we have a long ways to go. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I feel like this is an area that the world is starting to make some movement in, Mm -hmm. in the area of body positivity, but we still aren't seeing the church come alongside yet. Mm -hmm. We're getting better. We're starting to. Um, But this is so thank you. I just want to say, first of all, thank you for that, because I know you just like so many listeners, their guard just whew, went down <laughs> to the like, okay, they get it. Cause I have a very similar story th- that you just mentioned as well and, and get that. So, but back to your question though, on what is this difference? Like, why does it matter about the image piece is because what you're talking about here on all the things that you're um, currently doing with this challenge you're in, we call that behavior modification, mm-hmm. which is great. I mean, it, it does, it yields fruit and it does, it teaches us self-discipline and different things, but it's still not addressing the root of why are we going after the food? Why is my body image such a big deal to me? It's still not addressing some of those small T traumas, like those things that Mm -hmm. you mentioned early in life. It's not addressing core beliefs that have shaped why this is such a big deal to us. And and that's my heart for this book. I do a lot of Mm. thought work in it, a lot of, like you said, the spiritual application in it, because I know and believe that we have to get to the root if we don't want to be in bondage to something for our entire lives. Otherwise, if we only do the behavior modification, mm-hmm. that's that's short term, right? Yeah. <laughs> those challenges do come to an end. And, and you, and like I said, benefit comes from those things. Hear me when I say there's nothing wrong <laughs> um, with doing those types of things. But we also have to get to the root. That's so good. So tell me a little bit of your background and how you really created this process for getting to the root of these issues. Yes. So, you know, I won't go into my entire story, but I, same thing, the body image struggles started young, Mm. was always just a bit of an overweight kid. And again, like you said, when you look back on pictures, you're like, no, I wasn't right. You know, it's all (laughs) very, you're like, "Eh, I don't know about that. But when I was in high school, I had a weird hip injury. Doctors really couldn't figure out what was going on with me. And they just had told me, hey, you need to lose some weight. That was their solution to this injury I had, but they didn't tell me how to lose weight. So I stopped um, drinking sodas and eating candy bars. And in a month for the first and only time in my life, I dropped (laughs) about 30 pounds and it just kind of fell off. It was magic. Mm -hmm. And like I said, that hasn't happened since. But in that season, I got a taste of 
that behavior modification and mm-hmm. the fruit that came with that of weight loss. And honestly, that was a good thing. I mean, I, I lost some good, healthy weight, but the enemy is so good at coming in something that God meant to be a good thing and putting mm-hmm. a little twist on it. And my identity came into that season of, oh, wow, okay, this is what it feels like to be noticed. Got mm-hmm. my first boyfriend. This is what it feels like to be loved. Mm-hmm. And so then for me it came control of that behavior modification, the yo-yo dieting that we all okay. probably know a lot about, the over-exercising, yeah. the obsessing. Like you said, the you look back on journals and you're like, oh my gosh, that's all I was thinking about. Like I, yes. you could, I, I missed everything happening in my world because mm-hmm. all I could think about was how many calories had I had that day or did I get my workout in and things like that. And so I went on that journey for quite some time and I even studied exercise physiology in my undergraduate degree because again, I was like, I'm going to learn everything I can about the body mm-hmm. so I can just know and learn and grow and and um years fast forward i ended up becoming a counselor and i taught group fitness and just in my experience personally um, i had a moment when i was pregnant that the lord really brought up like hey i'd like to go after the root of what's happening here Mm -hmm. um i'd like to go after instead of just constantly going back and forth in this behavior modification thing i'd like to get after the root and as he began to heal me and then i started getting asked to speak on this topic and things and and then when i became a counselor i recognized you you said this in the beginning of the show you said it's complicated yeah and that's something that i want i hope it encourages people because i know for me i would feel like i took a couple steps forward and freedom in this area Mm. and then I'd enter a new season or I'd be you know triggered by something or something would happen where I would take a couple steps back and I would doubt that I had ever had any freedom right Mm. I doubt that oh something happened but as I studied more even in counseling and again personally I just saw that it's that's why I even laid out the book the way I did and in the analogy of building a home and renovating is because it comes in layers and I want that to be an encouragement to people not a oh great it's this big long thing it's like well it it at times it might feel that way, but you're making more progress than you realize. And the Lord is so sweet to actually only deal with things in layers (laughs) rather than here, let's do it all at once. And it feel really overwhelming. Time for a quick break to talk about McDonald's. Listen up, McNugget fans. Now you can get a 20 piece chicken McNuggets with a basket of fries for $8. That's a whole lot of food for a little price. Be sure to get extra dipping sauce. Speaking of extra, you can add on a frozen beverage like a frozen Coca-Cola, any size for just $1.49. Hurry to McDonald's and get this great deal, or save time and order ahead on the McDonald's app. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. I think that's so great. I'm so interested into diving into this, um, just because I really do want to learn you know, what has gotten me to where I am right now? And how can I allow God into those spaces to heal it? And I will even tell you, this is probably come, I don't know if this is some kind of warped thinking, but I can remember when I was in my early 20s, feeling like if I was being disciplined in what I was eating, that I was at a better place with God in my relationship, they were somehow connected to me. I don't, know that I still feel that way. But do you find it common that people are connecting like God's approval or God's love with the way they eat or the way they think of food? I do. And actually, I see I've briefly 
touched on this, and I think it's important to bring up. You know, we've heard, and I even have this scripture in my book. So I'm believe me when I say this, I'm not downplaying this scripture. But we hear and we talk about a lot that our bodies are a temple of, yeah. of God. And it's true. And it's powerful. And the reason that's so powerful is because we house God now everywhere. Like he, he lives within us. So I can go introduce my neighbor to God because God's within me. Right. And so that's mm-hmm. a powerful thing. But sometimes we take that and we use that scripture as an excuse to obsess over our body and the way it looks and how we discipline it and almost take pride, if you will, mm-hmm. in our bodies. And that word pride, that there's never a situation where pride is okay, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, pride does come before the fall. Now, there's a difference in confidence and God, God confidence and, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like connected to him. And so for me, it comes back to what is, what feels honorable and pleasing to the Lord with your, with your body, with that season, like even you talking about doing the, the 75 day hard thing, like, if the Lord led you on that journey and Mm -hmm. that feels like honoring to him in this season of to say, Hey Lord, I'm laying down all these other things. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I am saying, you know, I am saying no to these things and yes to you. Then his blessing and his hand of favor is going to be all over that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because he's the one who said, Hey, I want you to take the season and set these things aside and just come away with me versus if I felt like, well, all my friends are doing that, so I guess I need to get on that and okay. go do it, that's yeah. heavy. That's shame. That's not, I don't know if I'd say shamey, but that's like a burden. That's mm. a, oh, I, I have to do this, rather, oh, I get to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, does that make sense a little bit yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I um, was talking with my friend Jamie recently, and she did, um, she walked through, you know, Whole 30 in January. And one of the things that she said about it really, stuck with me in that she said, I'm really doing this just to remind myself that I am not, um, entitled to eat whatever I want, whenever I want it. And it's almost in sacrifice to her relationship with God and saying, I know that I don't deserve every single thing I want all the time. And so this is something I can lay down to demonstrate my obedience to him. And I thought, man, what a great perspective on that, you know, um, I think that's so cool. I saw a post recently on Instagram. I don't know if you saw this. Jamie Golden posted. This was probably a few months ago. You may not be familiar with Jamie, but this is a different Jamie, by the way, <laughs> not the one I mentioned before. Anyway, Jamie Golden mentioned that she felt like a lot of the body image issues that we have are common to Generation X which is what I am. I'm Gen X and how we grew up thinking about our bodies and being more obsessed with our bodies than maybe any generation before us. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yes, I did not see that post, but I, I don't know that I could say, give credit to just one generation, but I will tell you this. When I was in grad school, I did a study on body image and because mm-hmm. I, this is what I specialized in there. And of 138 women that I did this study with, um, 99.9% of them said that they learned how to view the, the things they know to be true about their body from listening to moms, mm-hmm. aunts, sisters. And so absolutely the generations before us have very much so uh, influenced Mm -hmm. us. 
And yeah, I mean, I remember growing up hearing things about needing to keep your weight off and, Mm -hmm. you know, making that a really big importance. So I do think that I'm seeing a shift in the generations now, if you will, Mm -hmm. of, you know, Mm -hmm. us doing a little bit better job of recognizing, okay, maybe we shouldn't put so much emphasis Mm -hmm. on your weight and things like that uh, as the, the previous generations did. But one thing I feel like... I've the Lord's been reminding me to even just caution us of is that we we have to be careful to not exchange one idol for another. Mm. And I know that's a weird statement, but just like that previous generation, their idol was keeping your weight off and keeping mm-hmm. it down and things. Mm-hmm. Well, and then we can sh- shift over if we're not careful. There's a healthy medium, right? But then mm-hmm. if we shift too far over, we can go into a place of, well, now I don't care about keeping my weight off, but to your point, I can eat whatever I want and I can mm-hmm. do whatever I want. And this is my body and you're not going to mm-hmm. tell me what to do with it. And so we shift over into it looks different. It looks like freedom, but it's still not because just like your friend Jamie was saying, there's something powerful that comes when we submit any area of our life. Even when the Lord tells us, hey, I want you to fast shopping or anytime you fast yes. something or you you lay down something, of course it draws us closer to God mm-hmm. because now I'm having to draw my strength from him instead of running to something else that I would have been drawing my strength from. So I don't know if that answered your question yeah, about totally. that specifically, but that's just kind of what I'm saying. No, I think it's really interesting. You know, the generational impact on how we view ourselves and our body image is so strong. And I agree with you. I think what we see coming up with, with Gen Z, and honestly, you'd know better than me, um, but my own children are in Gen Z. And so as I see them walking through life and living in their bodies, it's a completely different experience than what I had. And it, and positively, you know, yeah. um, I had another friend who was telling me recently, like if she mentions to her coworkers who are younger than her Gen Z, anything about her body or losing weight, or they just look at her like, why is that? why are you talking about that? (laughs) Almost like it's just a totally different mindset, right? Yeah. And um, it's just interesting. And positively, I think, I think we've all learned, you know, don't say these certain things to our daughters, you know, and we're doing the best we can. Time for a quick break to talk about McDonald's. They say the best things come in threes. In this case, $3. Now, when you order ahead on the McDonald's app and spend $3 or more, you'll receive a free quarter pounder with cheese, Big Mac, or 10-piece chicken McNuggets. You heard that right. Free for just spending $3 or more. Think of it as spend three, get free at participating McDonald's. Offer valid one time per day, April 24th through May 7th, 2023. Hey guys, I want to talk to you about Prep Dish. What are those pain points in your day? You know, those hectic daily moments you dread? For most of us, that five o'clock dinner hour has somehow snuck up on you again. Well, enter Prep Dish. Prep Dish is the best way for busy people to get healthy meals on the table without stress. Guys, it's been making a huge difference for me and my family in this season. When you sign up for Prep Dish, you'll receive an email every week with an organized grocery list and instructions for prepping meals ahead of time. This means dinner time is super quick and easy every day. Now, what's the best part? In addition to gluten-free, paleo, and low-carb menus, subscribers receive super fast meal plan each and every week. These meal plans require only one hour to prep this whole week's 
foods. Now, we're not talking about boring pasta or plain chicken. Super fast menus include items like blackened cod over citrus salad, green chili burgers, and spring minestrone soup. So, the founder, Allison, is offering listeners of Chatology a free two-week trial to check it out. So, check out prepdish.com slash Angie for this amazing deal. I would love to talk about, you know, how our childhood and experiences we've had in childhood, how does that affect how we're feeling about our bodies today as grownups? I love to talk about this topic, Angie. I know part of that comes from counseling and things, but I I am a trauma-informed therapist. And so in my practice, I practice EMDR therapy. And Mm. one of the things we look at are small T trauma. Well, we look at big T traumas, obviously, of course, too, but small T traumas, because sometimes people will sit in my office and say, well, I haven't really experienced anything traumatic. And um, that might be true. They haven't had any big T traumas, but small T traumas, which are things that can happen, like you said, starting in childhood all the way, I mean, until the day we die, are smaller example. Let me give you one example. I know for me, I was in the fifth grade and um, we were in gym class. And Mm. for whatever reason, back then they had those big old clunky, you know, ugly scales and they were weighing all of us and we would get on the scale and one coach would yell our weight out to the coach across the room. And I just remember kind of like you have that memory of, okay, my weight was significantly higher than the other girl who just got on the scale. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then to make matters worse, my coach said, Hey, Goldner, that was my main name. He's like, what have you been eating? He's like, lay off the, you know, candy bars or something. He said something Mm -hmm. like that. And of course, that's something that I went on with my day, never told anybody about. Honestly, I completely forgot about it until I started doing a little digging. And you just start to see these little things that have happened over the years that we kind of call them stacking stones. And every time one happens, you're sticking another stone on top of that Mm -hmm. tower, another stone, another stone, another stone that's in the same theme. And over the years, we'll find ourselves stuck and we're going, why am Mm. I, why do I, what do I feel like I can make a little bit of progress here? And then I take three steps backwards. And a lot of it is we have this, we're just stuck because we've had this recurring theme in our life that has sent some kind of a message to us about, again, how we view our bodies or the importance of it or, or whatever the thing may be. And so when you start to just highlight those things, that's the fun thing about this is that the enemy loses his power when we bring mm. something into the light, right? Yeah. When we can just bring it up and go, wait, hold on, that's not true at all, that, and, mm. and process that. And so that is how um, those types of moments shape um, our core beliefs about mm. ourselves, about the world around us, about how we view all kinds of things, relationships. And then they also, we call that stuck, those are really just stuck memories that Mm -hmm. need to be processed that, you know, our body kind of hangs on to them. And so then, for example, for years, the, the scale had Mm -hmm. caused me major anxiety. Like, oh, here we go, you know? And so as I started to process, I've had several scale moments in my life where I was left to feel, you know, humiliated and shamed. And so for me, I had to process through, okay, what is it about this scale that is freaking me out right now? Because it should Mm. just be a number, right? It shouldn't mean anything about my identity. Yet for for me, for so many years, it meant meant something about my identity. Mm -hmm. Uh, If that number wasn't a certain thing, then I was connected to that meant something about me. And I had to unwire that. I think that's so interesting. I I think that, you know, people listening are coming to this with all different experiences, maybe having anxiety about getting on a scale or, you know, for me, 
because my weight has gone up and up and up and I finally just kind of lived in sort of a denial phase about it, you know, but not denial because I completely think about it all the time. It really is a distraction a lot of the times from, you know, how I feel in my body, how I feel about the fact that I'm heavier than I want to be. All of those things are just bombarded into my brain all of the time. And almost right when I wake up in the morning, things that I think about, it's like obsession that I don't want to be obsessed about, you know? And so what would you say to someone like me, you know, who is just kind of feeling like this is where I am. This is who I am. And I think about it all the time, but I don't know what, what to do. First of all, I would say you're not alone because okay. that's the biggest thing. And I think the enemy loves to get us to think that, man, I am alone in this journey. And that mm. is not it. You know, we, again, we're just, we're not talking about these kinds of things with each other. So thank you for saying that because mm-hmm. I can relate to it. And I know so many women can relate to it. And Angie, I literally just wrote a book on body image and that mm-hmm. still comes for me. Mm-hmm. So I always like to be really clear and honest with people like, yeah, I'm the body image girl. I guess part of me didn't want to be the body image girl for that reason right there. Cause I'm like, wait, yeah. hold on. This is still something that can come for me too. Okay. And I, the, the best piece of encouragement this is for me personally is, and I believe that other people will resonate with this is that when the Lord showed me this, that the enemy would love for us to be so obsessed with looking down at our bodies that we forget to look up at Jesus. Mm. And for me, it almost gave me a righteous anger that I'd let um, something consume me for so long that I'm missing not only getting to connect with Jesus, but to connect with people all around me, Mm. to connect with my husband more intimately, to connect with my children. Because you made a comment a little bit ago about we know now not to say things to our kids, but -hmm. our kids watch our behaviors. Yeah. Even if we're not saying things out loud, Mm -hmm. they're picking up on stuff that's happening. And so that was, you know, those are the two things that came to mind is first of all, just like you're not alone. But then also, I know this sounds so simple, but submit, submit that to the Lord. Like Mm -hmm. take that. That was one of the first thoughts that came when you were saying that, like, Lord, what do you have to say about this? What, Mm -hmm. what of this is healthy? Like it's life giving is fruitful in my life and producing change. And what of this is just keeping me weighed down, keeping me distracted mm. and ripping me off of the joy and, and all the fruits and the blessings that the Lord would love to bestow upon me. Um, but I'm, like you said, distracted. That that word distracted is is mm-hmm. huge and, and very real too. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the study. I know it is, you do use the analogy of a house as you walk through each section. Can you tell me a little bit more about why you chose that and then how it's sort of broken down in the process that you're going to lead us through through the book? Yes. Yeah, so as I mentioned a little bit ago, I when I set out to write a book on body image, I was a little bit stumped because I just knew there's a lot of layers to this. Mm-hmm. And how do I... Because Angie, even just the question you just asked me, I gave a really broad sweeping statement, but Mm -hmm. I also recognize it's very individual. Like our bodies are extremely individual and what's happening in one person may not be the exact thing that's happening in the other. Um, And I like to just remind us of that, that it is a, 
it's a journey that we get to go on together, but it's also a bit of where you're at in that particular season. And so mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to write the book in a way that it, yes, readers get to read it, but it also gets to read them in the season they're in. Mm, and so, good. yeah, so I, um, I wrote it in such a way that whenever I was trying to figure out how do I do this, like bring all these pieces together, we actually were building our our first home and um, our architect had laid out our plans. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is it. Like there's our foundation. Like we spent all this time talking about the foundation and then all the different layers, again, how it came in stages. And so this house analogy made sense to me because I liken body image healing to uh, grief uh, mm-hmm. timelines in as much as we would love to say, okay, in grief, you go from A to B to C. And then once you hit D, you're done. That's what mm-hmm. we all want, but it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Um, it bounces around. You can go between stages and it's not linear. There's no timeline on it. And I know that drives people crazy, but at the same time, it is a reminder to like, don't give up, don't grow weary mm-hmm. in that, that process. And so, yeah. So with that analogy of the foundation or the house, we started, we all have the same foundation foundation, which again, that biblical perspective of faith. And then there's different things we do go into um, how generations and how your own stories have, have shaped you. And then we go into thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And and we also talk about the covering, which is God's love and, and um, community. We talk about that in there as well, just mm. all these different pieces that play into it. And my heart for this is that somebody could have this book five years from now and go and the Lord would go, I actually want you to go reread chapter six right now. Mm. This is the season where that's going to make a little bit more sense Mm -hmm. for you. Um, And so that's, that was the heart behind how I laid it out. So before we close, I want to bring this up because we've talked mostly about weight because that's kind of where I wanted to, to go. But I know that there are people listening who are also facing aging, right? And I think that is a real challenge to our body image as well. And conversations I am constantly having revolve around things like wrinkles and saggy skin and, you know, crepey neck and Botox and, you know, all of the things. And so, you know, what would you say to women who are like walking into a new stage where they're beginning to see things they've never seen before in their own bodies? And what's some good advice toward accepting those things? Angie, this is another great question because I agree it's extremely relevant. And if I'm being honest, that I feel like the aging thing is the thing that's coming harder at me these days oh, than really? the weight. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah, that, that would be, if I could say that would be a season that I'm in. And so thank you for bringing this up. Mm-hmm. And what comes to mind is when we think about body checking, which body checking is just something where, you know, you're constantly looking in the mirror, you're tugging at your whatever, like just looking and <laughs> right. seeing what's there. Uh, looking in looking in the mirror to see, do I have more wrinkles today? Is my skin a little, skin a little saggier today? When we're looking at those things, um, there's nothing wrong with looking in mirrors and saying, do I have spinach in my teeth? And, you know, does this <laughs> outfit even match? Like those things are fun. And honestly, God is a God of beauty. So I am, I am, if any, if anybody has knows me at all, you know, I love bright colors and mm-hmm. I believe that God loves beauty and loves us to love, to notice beauty and things that make us happy and things. But 
um, where it crosses the line is when we're looking for something. So a question I like to ask myself and encourage other people to ask themselves is if you find yourself obsessively, you used that word obsessive earlier, yeah. that when it feels obsessive is when we know it's crossed a line into no longer mm. healthy. Um, mm. And so if we are obsessively looking and obsessively worrying about, oh my goodness, the aging and the wrinkles, I just, the simple question I like to ask is, what is it my heart is looking for? Hmm. Like our heart is telling us, I, I need something. I'm, 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 I'm afraid of something. I'm, I don't know. But and it, that answer might be a little different. But what is it that I'm, I'm really looking for? Hmm. Um, because, as we know, beauty is fading, right. uh, for sure. Like that's even yeah. biblical. Beauty does fade, but the word of the Lord does remain forever. And then also. One other piece of advice I have to just bring up is that my husband said this to me years ago, and it really brought some freedom to me. He said, Rachel, stop comparing yourself to other women, including mm-hmm. your younger self. She's mm. another woman. Wow. And that has set me so free, and it set so many other people free. Every time I say it, just stop comparing yourself to a younger version of yourself. She's another mm. woman. Yeah. I'm not 15 years old anymore, and that's okay. Like, that's... This is one other cultural belief that we have got to take a stand on mm. is that I'm not supposed to look the same when I'm 50 that I did when I was 20. Yeah. That's not even natural. My husband and I are in the healthcare industry and that's not the natural way of life. And so mm-hmm. also just really challenging your core beliefs and going, okay, where is this coming from? What am I looking for? What kind of validation am I looking for? And Lord, are you in this? Yes or no. And Mm -hmm. that's why I I even tell people, I'm like, I have no desire to be the body image police or to run around telling people, (laughs) oh, you shouldn't do Botox or you shouldn't do this. I'm like, hey, if you can talk to the Lord about it and Mm -hmm. you and him are good and he gives you the thumbs up to do certain things, great. You've got the the Lord's blessing. That's what you need. You don't need a person's blessing. But the question is, can we take it to the Lord? And if we can't, then that's where we know "Mm, that might be a red flag. That's a great parameter to put around it. I think that's awesome. And really comes from the inside before you go to the outside. So I I love that. So this has been awesome, Rachel. I want to make sure everybody knows that Image Restored, um, we're going to link to it in the show notes, but it also comes with six video sessions. Tell us about that. Yeah, because there are six units in the book. There's 18 short chapters and six units. And in those units, we do a bit of Bible study and a counselor activity. I call it your therapeutic toolbox. And in those videos, they're all less than 10 minutes. And we walk you through or I walk you through the that unit. And so that'd be mm. great to do with a small group even. It totally would. And thank you for sending me the copy of this because it's exactly what I need as I'm going through this journey this year. And um, I'm going to dive into it. I know I need healing from the inside out from my body image issues. And, you know, I am, I know how to have a relationship with God. I've been walking with Jesus for a long time, but I need a little extra help when it comes to this. And so I thank you for being willing to be my coach and my guide as I walk through it. You're welcome, Angie. I'm, I'm excited to see what the Lord um, speaks to you as you go through it yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rachel. Chatology is a production of Ivy Media Podcast, produced and edited by Lainey Thomas, music by the maestro himself, Robert Elkins, and I'm your host, Angie Elkins, and I'm so glad you joined me 
today. Remember, share this episode with your friends and family and start a conversation that matters. Time for a quick break to talk about McDonald's. Listen up, McNugget fans. Now you can get a 20-piece Chicken McNuggets with a basket of fries for $8. That's a whole lot of food for a little price. Be sure to get extra dipping sauce. Speaking of extra, you can add on a frozen beverage like a frozen Coca-Cola, any size, for just $1.49. Hurry to McDonald's and get this great deal. Or save time and order ahead on the McDonald's app. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.